Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm John Taylor. You're listening to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Right then, part two of the Attacking Scrum podcast. We are going to be concentrating on the New Zealand team now that the Lions will be facing on Saturday. And I'm delighted to say that joining me to do this is Paul Baines, better known uh, as the driving mall on Twitter, which is an excellent Twitter account, so make sure you do give that a follow. Paul is an Englishman based out in New Zealand and certainly knows his stuff when it comes to all things Kiwi rugby. So I'm delighted to say that the driving mall uh, joins the attacking scrum. Hi, Paul. Hi, good morning. Or uh, good evening, your time. It is indeed good evening. Yeah, it's a very sticky evening here in um, in the UK, but it's been a very exciting couple of hours, and I'm guessing it has been for you too. It has, but for us, it was uh, the Lions were announced at 5 a.m. and the All Blacks at 7 a.m. So it's been sort of waking up, get the kids to school, as well as trying to absorb what's been going on and everyone's reaction to it. And what has the uh, what has the reaction to the to the New Zealand side been? Has there been, you know, what what's that kind of initial reaction been from fans and the media? Um, I, must, I, I try and avoid mainstream media nowadays because they seem to talk tosh most of the time. But the um, the, the fans, I think, are uh, happy. It's, it's apart. I think there's only two players in here who we weren't expecting. Um, otherwise, it's it's steady as she goes. So uh, there's no great surprise. There are a couple of yeah raised eyebrows uh, in the backs there, but apart from that, um, I think it's uh, yeah it's what everyone expected. And uh, yeah, I think you mentioned off air. You know, the, the selection or the, the lack of selection of Julian Surveyor. Do you think that's going to have a big knock-on effect for his Test career then? I, it just rang bells with me, um, as I said pre, pre-pod, um, around Joe Rocococo, who at the time was scoring tries um, for the All Blacks and uh, seemed like he was going to be going on and be, be in that sort of wing slot for the for years to come. And then got replaced by his cousin all of a sudden. And this just has that little kind of feel that is, is, is um, Rico Awani uh, coming through and replacing Julian Surveyor on a sort of maybe impermanent basis. Uh, or is 
this just surveyors not quite in the form they want, uh, and they want a little bit more someone who's a bit more dynamic um, than than Julian. That's why Julian can be turned. Um, he's known as the bus. He does drive through people. <laughs> um, but Rico does is he's still a big, powerful runner, uh, but he's a bit more a bit more, a bit more skills uh, than that. Um, even though he can do a bit a bit of the bosh. So maybe it's a bit of a. I just see yeah, it just just has a feel that it might be the change of the guard. Uh, there. Which is an interesting thing that me and Dan were talking about prior to, to coming on air as well. And I think that that's one thing that we think is, you know, but by bringing in Yuani, it just does kind of demonstrate the, the level of depth that we always speak about when it comes to the All Blacks, because he is a really exciting player to watch. He is a very exciting player to watch, and I get to watch him um, week in, week out at the Blues. And um, But what's uh, interesting is that they... When he plays for um, his Mitre 10 Cup side, uh, he's plays at uh, 13. Uh, and he was started at 13 this season for the Blues. You've seen, I think, the people thinking that's where his future was going to lie. Uh, but the, they've clearly gone and decided that, no, they made a mistake and, and have got him out on the wing, where he had made a few appearances last season. Um, and that's where he seems to settle this season now. And he's already made a lasting impression on the Lions already once on this tour. Um do you think that they'll be they'll be wary of his threat when we head into Saturday? I think they'll be wary of a lot of people's threats when they're going into Saturday. Um, but when we watched the Maori um, last weekend, a lot of people suggested that um, Rico, uh, Akiri, um, uh, who else? Um, uh, DMAC, as uh, Damien McKenzie, mm-hmm. uh, had all played themselves out of All Blacks contention. Uh, so it's kind of a bit of a surprise to see him coming in because we thought, a lot of us thought that 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 um, that performance last Saturday meant that he wasn't going to get the opportunity this time around. And I mean, obviously, you've, you've touched on the on the backs. Is there anyone else in the in the backs? I mean, because other than that, personally, that would have been the side that I would have expected to see. Is that the only kind of surprise inclusion within the backs? No, not at all. So I'll, I'll just run just quickly run through the backs to remind sure. people. So we've got Aaron Smith at nine, uh, who we all expected um, partnering Bowen Barrett. Uh, then in the centres, we've got Sonny Bill Williams partnering Ryan Crotty. And then the, the back three are Rico, um, Dag and Ben Smith. Um, Dag and Smith, though Smith's the probably best fullback in the world. Um, Dag's um, up there in the top five. So they're there because we are going to see a lot of box kicking. And this is going to be an aerial battle, isn't it, um, this weekend. The, um, Sonny Bill Williams at 12 uh, isn't really a surprise. He played had a very good game um, against Samoa. Uh, and he's coming back from um, seven as an injury. Seeing Crotty at 13 is a surprise. It's not a surprise he's starting so much, but he's a 12. He's not a 13. Uh, I think all of us thought it was either him or Sonny Bill Williams alongside Anton Leonard-Brown. Um, but to see Anton Leonard-Brown be the one that actually misses out is the surprise. Uh, because Crotty, I say he is a 12. He is a very steady player. He never never lets you down. He is Mr. Dependable. Uh, and that's possibly why he's here, is that there's going to be a, a big rush defence Time is going to be an absolute premium uh, when you've got the ball for the All Blacks. Uh, and he's a guy that just won't make a mistake. It's all, they're also, they are talking about this as being a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. They're, build, they're bigging this up. So there could be some players who will be a bit excited, have a bit of nerves, and overcook it. That's not a Ryan Crossy. Ryan Crossy um, will be stable as houses. Um, and that's possibly why he's been brought in ahead of Anton Round, who, who is, let's be honest, he's a young guy. Uh, he's got his future ahead of him. Um, and maybe could have been overawed by the occasion. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. And I think when you look at balance of of players and of, of combinations, 
obviously Sonny Bill is, is renowned for his for his kind of flair and his exuberant offloads and those kind of things. I've always thought that New Zealand, something New Zealand has done really, really well is to have a steady hand within the centres, be it at 12 or 13. You know, you've seen the likes of Aaron Major and Conrad Smith do it for do it for a number of years and potentially Ryan Crotty will be fulfilling that role come Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And he was fulfilling that role at 12 all of last season. Uh, where And he has helped that transition from Nonu Smith uh, into because a lot of us thought that centres was going to be a bit of a problem uh, they, uh, when those two guys left. Uh, in the end, it's not actually been centres that's been a problem. It's been actually the locks where they lack the depth. But um, yeah, no, he's, he has been a very big part of making that transition from Nonu and Smith um, relatively smooth. And you also mentioned the kind of the kicking game, which everyone has been expecting the Lions to play, and you know, kind of rain the the high balls in on the back three. Do you think that might have changed a little bit now you've had an opportunity to see the, the Lions side and with the likes of Liam Williams and uh, and Watson and Daly, which is a much more attacking back three than we were anticipating, do you think there might be a slight change in the game plan? It is more attacking back three, but it's also a very good kick chase back three as well, isn't it? Um, it's pace, pace, pace. So I still expect Conor Murray to be putting up lots of contestable kicks. Um, and, I, and I still expect the Lions to want to play uh, in the All Blacks half or, um, or 22, really, for most of the game, they want they don't um, they don't want the All Blacks in their own half in um, uh, in the Lions half at all if they can help it. They, I think they're going to it's going to be that possession and territory game. Um, and yes, we are once we get into their half, then you'll see some of the link play that we saw uh, last night. Last night, no, sorry, Tuesday night um, from where we saw the back three combining very well. Uh, we saw Elliot Daly pick up the ball and run backwards and round and then see and saw um, Williams cutting in off him. So I think we'll see that kind of play uh, um, much more from these three than we would have done from a, a north and half penny uh, back line. And the structured game plan that we're all very much expecting the Lions to play, a lot of that hinges upon having a really, really strong set piece, which we're expecting within the, the scrum and the line out also. How much do you think that the referee might have an impact on, on both the set piece and the scrum come Saturday? Well, um, I, he's not going to have much impact, I wouldn't have thought, on the line out, but the, um, on the, the, the scrum and also um, a, a lot on the breakdown as well, he's going to have an impact, clearly. The, for me, there's been a lot of um, uh, entry from the side being allowed especially by the attacking team for both sides um, during this series. So uh, if that continues, then uh, it obviously gives the attacking side more chance of retaining the ball. Uh, If it doesn't uh, and he cracks down on that all of a sudden, then we could see some more turnovers, which will favour the All Blacks. The All Blacks are going to want broken play as much as possible. They counter-attack and and, and counter-attack and turnovers, so kick return and turnovers are where they score score tries from their own half. It's not set piece. Set piece will be once they're in the um, uh, once they're in the Lions half is where they'll look at really uh, getting those first phase moves going. But um, so that's so the Lions are going to want to when they want are going to want to ha- try and keep that broken play down to a minimum. Uh, as but they do uh, as in giving the ball or giving those opportunities, they'll accept them absolutely because I think that those back threes you say are great attackers. And I can I, we can see them counter attacking uh, the kick game from uh, the All Blacks 
but I think when we've got a when we've actually got a few phases, then it'll be more the kick game rather than looking at the counter attacking, rather, rather than sort of expansive attacking from those from those wingers. Just to just to kind of stick with the the set piece for a moment, the front row is Joe Moody, um, it's Cody Taylor, and it's Owen Franks. Again, you know, I think this is definitely an area that the Lions will will very much fancy their chances. Will there be any kind of doubt in the mind of in the mind of that front row and potentially even the front five, given how well the Lions the Lions front five have gone so you know so far in the scrummage? Um, I wouldn't have thought so. I think I mean, um, I mean Marco is also not is 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 not the uh, his scrummaging is kind of a lot, but he's not, he's not there for his scrummaging. He's there for his 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 mobility around the park, isn't he? So I think both. I can't see. I think both sides will have a solid scrum. I don't think we'll see many. I don't think we'll see either of them uh, consistently pushing the other one back. They'll both have their 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 their, their sort of one-off scrums. A bit like we saw the Crusaders have one against the um, against the Lions, and they all sort of cheered at them while they were on the floor. Uh, I think so. I think we'll see the occasional one go either way. But I think on the whole, it's just going to be a fairly solid scrum, and you'll just win your own scrum. So I don't think we're. Gonna, I don't think there's going to be much gained um, at that point. I think this. I think I think we'll be fairly even there. So, yeah, I think, I think but I think the lineout's going to be a big thing. I think if if the Lions think they can disrupt the All Blacks lineout, then we'll see them then we'll see them much more comfortable about kicking it off the park and into the stands uh, to gain territory and then perhaps even try and win that lineout back. So I was a bit surprised to see that um, Itoji isn't in there because he's very good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, he is, and I, I think it's it's one area that we've been talking about for a number of weeks is that the number of kind of line-out operators and line-out options that the Lions have in that pack. Like you say, it's a little bit it's a little bit surprising there, but is it an area where the Lions can get an edge over the New Zealand, you know, with the likes of uh, with the likes of Cruz and, and Omani who are, are very, very strong in the line-out, do you think there is actually an opportunity for the Lions to, to get one over on New Zealand? It's something that New Zealand have worked on a lot over the last two years. Um, and so they, they do have a very good um, line up themselves and they also look at disrupting opposition line outs as well. So I think it's going to be one where, again, we'll, we'll, we'll see it ebb and flow either way and um, it'll be a great battle. But I do think, yeah, there's, um, without with having Cody Taylor, who's not the most experienced um, hooker there, uh, and with Nathan Harris with only five caps to his name, You've got two guys. You've got two inexperienced hookers throwing in. You haven't got Dan Coles there, so the lineout is disrupted. It's not going to be quite as slick as it would normally be. Um, so there is an opportunity, but as I say, the All Blacks are very good at their lineouts as well. We also see Kieran Reid um, with the uh, with the captain's armband once again. Obviously, a massively important player to the All Blacks. Any kind of doubts over his fitness now, or are we can we expect uh, the Kieran Reid of old to come out fully firing uh, in that first test? I clearly he'll come out fully firing. Um, one of the things that we saw last year uh, against the Welsh was that the um, in the first test, especially the, the 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 pack spread out too much, and they didn't put the hard yards in early doors. So uh, I think we'll probably see Kieran Reid um, stay a bit closer in for the first sort of twenty minutes or forty minutes while they um, while we have that initial tussle, um, and then see him sort of spread go out wide after that, which is where see he likes to operate. Uh, but yeah, he needs to put some hard yards in early doors because that is going to be a a, a big battle up front um, in that first 20 minutes. I don't think there'll be either side will be able to send their um, sort of loose loose forwards out wide too much. 
Something we've we've mentioned numerous times is how good New Zealand are at pulling away in the last 20 minutes of games. We've also said today that the Lions have picked a really, really strong bench, you know, potentially something that's that's going to add a lot of impact and, and a lot of experience in those in that kind of key area of the game. What about the the All Blacks bench then? You know, what can what can we expect from uh, from the uh, from the All Blacks when it comes to kind of emptying that subs bench? Well, uh, TJ Perinara is pushing Aaron Smith very close, and let's be, and last year Gatlin called Aaron Smith the best player in the world. Uh, so, um, the, the halfback you, you're going to have uh, someone who snipes a bit more, um, but is is still very good amongst the amongst the pack. Um, Ardi Surveyor will love a little bit more space as people slow down. Um, he is quick as so he'll be definitely in there. Scott Barrett's a bit um, will come on and do and, and do the grunt work that we expect. Um, and Ch- Charlie Filmina is, is, is a, a blues favorite. Uh, he's a prop who has got great hands. So you can see him come on, run it up, suddenly turn around and, 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 and give the offload or a pass. So again, they've got players off the bench who can change a game uh, and have got skills. So yeah, I think both benches are extremely strong. Let's let's, there's no, there's no two, two ways about it. You can't in the lines, they're all first choice of their countries pretty much. So they're going to be strong. Um, and as you say, the All Blacks are, are renowned for having that um, that 60-minute uh, power off the bench. And then what about uh, what about kind of 10 when it comes to all first five-eighths, as I believe you, it's called uh, in, in your part of the world. When it comes to when it comes to making that change, whether it be Cruden or Sopwanga who comes off the, the bench, we're not likely to see Barrett come off the field at that point, are we? Would, we, would you expect him to slot in at full-back and, and Smith move to the wing? Uh, that's um, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things. That's why we don't have uh, wing cover, is because yeah, the wing the wing will come off, uh, and and they, they they can cover it that way on, on, on their bench. We'll have to wait. And, uh, it depends on how the game is going, I guess. If the um, the All Blacks have got a big lead, then they won't mind taking Barrett off and saving him for next week. If um, it's tight though, he is a game changer. So you're right. You're not going to take him off the bench, off off the pitch. You're going to see either Dag or Rico. Um, come off and and he'll slot in and then I mean, Ben Smith has played uh, outside centre when um, when um, oh, I've gone blank uh, other Smith um, <laughs> and it's a battle so um, so Ben can play quite happily in sort of thirteen outwards uh, so yeah, there's plenty of options there for them to, sh- to shuffle those, all those people around and obviously you mentioned Bowden Barrett there you know I think obviously he's a player that Lions coaches and fans will be very very wary of. But one aspect that has gone really well for the Lions thus far has been their defensive line speed. Again, is that an opportunity where you could potentially get to Barrett early on and, and try and kind of get inside his get inside his head, or is that is that still you know a, a dangerous position to put yourself in? Well, no one else has managed to get to him early on and get inside his head, so um, it'll be a first if, if they do. Um, uh, that's. What 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 is what are his skill set? He's got a good pass. He's extremely quick, um, and his uh, his tactical kicking game has come on leaps and bounds. Sure, his kicking sticks uh, is questionable at times, uh, but uh, he will he, his awareness of where everyone is, uh, is 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 seconds to none. So, whilst that rush defense will be important, what's going to be equally important is the outside backs. One of the big characteristics of the Canes game. 
uh, this year has been what's called here a kick pass or what you would call a crossfield kick. Uh, and But they'll do it in their own 22. They'll, he'll do it whenever he sees that it's on. So if, um, who, uh, if Daly or uh, Watson are too deep, then uh, you'll, you'll, you'll suddenly see that that crossfield kick will come in and he's and it's quick he has he's one of these classy players who just seems to have time in his hands um and that's because of his pace and because he know he knows already what he's going to do before he gets the ball so yes you want to you every player um will make mistakes under pressure uh, but um i wouldn't expect him to be i don't expect him to fall to pieces um because people get into his face the kick pass uh, is, a, is a really, really interesting one, actually. And we were kind of debating in, in part one as to whether that's another reason why George North has been left out as well as, you know, his kind of his lack of form and having two fullbacks on the wing, potentially, a, you know, a, a bit better position to, to kind of try and nullify that threat. It is, but I'm, I guess my... Uh, um... Williams got himself yellow carded uh, against the Blues in exactly that sort of situation. So he's um, there, there's got to be question marks there. Uh, um, Daly got himself carded, red carded against Argentina um, from because playing in a wing and making a kind of centres mistake. A winger would never have done that. So there are I mean, Daly, I think, has learned from that and is, is, has got a lot better. But there are definitely going to be question marks around the um, around those players as well so I'm it's a wait and see for me on that but yeah you're right North is not the best at um, uh, the high ball and also if he gets turned he's not going to be the quickest player to get to to get back either yeah I mean we've obviously we spent a, a fair amount of time watching Liam Williams play and if there's anyone in the world who backs himself under the high ball I'd say you know it's fairly uncharacteristic those mistakes that he made against the Blues because he, um, he he tends to refer to himself as the bomb diffuser amongst the uh, amongst the scarlets uh, amongst his scarlets teammates. So uh, yeah, hopefully uh, from a Lions perspective, we'll be seeing more of that rather than uh, what we saw against the Blues. Just as we kind of uh, come to a conclusion, then Paul, I guess it's it kind of comes comes down to what you're expecting on Saturday. Where um where does your uh, where does your heart and your head tell you that the result is is going to be? Oh, my heart says I want the Lions to win. Uh, it's, um, I'll be wearing my red jersey, and yeah, it, it would set the series up perfectly. Uh, we all talk about that the, the the All Blacks are vulnerable on that first test up, uh, and that they get better after that. Um, but they've already had one hit out, and that looked mighty impressive. Admittedly, Samoa didn't put them under the pressure we we thought they would do um, after the first sort of half hour. But um, so. Yeah, I think having had that run out, um, I, it's just very difficult to see past the All Blacks winning it. Hopefully, it'll be... Uh, so I'm backing the All Blacks by about... Oh, I'm, I'm predicting the All Blacks by about seven. All right. Well, we, we were getting very excited in part one, and both of us uh, both of us have predicted Lions wins, uh, which is, you know, I, I very rarely back my own team to, to win. So uh, I don't know, maybe that's a little reality check from you there, Paul, but with any luck, uh, with, with any luck, uh, it will be, uh, it will be a, a red win. And, and as you say, set up that series fantastically. Um, have you, uh, have you got your hands on a ticket for Saturday? Will you be watching from within the ground? Yeah, no, I've, uh, I've, I'm a season ticket holder. I have been for two years to make sure I got these tickets. So I'm going to the first and third test 
Um, I've already been to the Blues game, the uh, Chiefs game, and I was also at the uh, Pacific um, Challenge, so the the Welsh, uh, the Wales and Samoa game. And we'll quickly get your thoughts on that as well. Obviously, with the with this being a, a Welsh rugby podcast, uh, a lot of us got up very early over here and were were pretty underwhelmed by the the Welsh performance. What did you make of it from within the ground? It was awful. Um, yeah, I, I, amongst the guys I sit with, uh, a few of them were saying this is perhaps the worst game rugby they've seen in a long time. Um, it, it, and to to watch what was a I mean, they seem to get through a whole song every time um, there was a scrum and it just seemed very, very slow and surged. And then to have that contrast so um, with, with, with the Samoa and uh, All Blacks game afterwards, where both sides were, were trying to be, were trying to move the ball and run. Um, Nanai Williams, for example, on the Samoa side made some great breaks. Um, but you didn't see, it wasn't just Wales. I mean, Tonga also didn't seem to be playing uh their kind of style of play either um yes it was raining uh yes um there was a wet ball but the actual pitch itself Eden Park pitch is a fantastic pitch um doesn't matter how wet it gets it'll always be you've got good footing so I don't think there were really too many um excuses yeah it felt like a really kind of negative game plan from from Wales where we just a lot of aimless kicking and actually I thought Tonga um in particular, their their scrum half kicked really well from the base of the scrum, and their their kicking game was actually better than ours, and it just it just made for a very kind of dull game of rugby. Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. I, I say most of us have switched off. <laughs> so, well, uh, hope, hopefully the uh, the Lions uh, will be a much uh, a much better spectacle, um, certainly in terms of intensity, and hopefully in terms of uh, in terms of the way the game flows. I'm sure it will be. Uh, so, Paul, enjoy that. And thank you very much indeed for joining us on the Attacking Scrum. Oh, thanks, thanks, so much. thanks very much, Paul. Sports Social Podcast Network.